0: On today's episode of Back of the Bird, the boys are pleased to be joined by Saskatchewan Rush player Holden Garland, who chat about his career coming up in St. Catharines, his time at Canisius, his career with me in the PLL, and now his time with Saskatchewan. Let's get into it. This is episode 72 of Back of the Bird.
1: Take your first ride and run, baby, run. If you want a side, this is it. You're mad, you're magic, you're as hard as it goes want to play with fire consider this you'll chase the thrill if it's worth it because you'll never ever want to work for it take your first ride and wrong, baby run you got a spine of steel and a roar of
0: thunder as always that was our good friend boston levi with his hit song run baby run we are so thankful to him for continuing to let us use his music let's get into the show
2: all right we're back episode 72 back of the bird presented by cottage springs get out there get the springs in you new products launching the boys are going to be testing them out maybe doing some giveaways to friends that are listening that are around merch giveaways coming we're going to be uh we're just in the in the works of getting things finalized for springs for the for the upcoming year here so we're going to be giving away a bunch of stuff i'm sure now with Bar down springs. We're gonna be giving merch to guests. We might have lineup of guests coming. So, um, almost, yeah. legit. almost.
3: What's that? We're almost legit.
2: We're getting there. We're getting there. But, uh, Paulie, what's going on? You just heard, man. How are
3: you, man? I'm doing well, thanks. Um, sh- you know, short week for the fellows here. Um, good week, but yeah, just taking off to Halifax on Thursday. But yeah, man, doing doing well. Just chugging along here
2: how's the how's how's the baby life still going
3: baby life is good man yeah we're kind of you know not like you guys are gonna know for a while but yeah we're still into the routine here so just kind of selling in here so getting a little more sleep at night and yeah man it's, it's all good kind of hit the ground running here so everything's uh everything's pretty sweet over here as far as dad life and kid life to be honest
2: speaking of sweet life we got donnie over and his uh in his place in, in Texas. How's that going?
0: Yep. Moved down to Fort Worth last week. It was a, a long roadie, but a good one. Uh went uh went from DC to Virginia, Virginia to to Arkansas, and then Arkansas into Fort Worth. So uh, That was Arkansas.
3: Then, uh, That's wasn't one state much. You never hear anything about.
0: Yeah, there wasn't much going on. Uh, right. at least not the part that I saw. I've heard some uh some co-workers were talking about how uh how there's some really beautiful parts, but you know, I was just on the highway. Although I will say that the uh, the speed limit down here, at least in Arkansas, is seventy five, so wow. you can fly. It is, you know, i never, I don't think I've ever driven my car that fast, going like going eighty two, you know, one basically like one thirty five, one forty, and not really having to worry about it. And so that was that was nice. I got I ended up getting good weather that last day, so I I just flew in. Um, but yeah, it's ex- it's exciting to be here for. For people who may not know, I'm I'm living in Market now in Fort Worth, so uh, excited to be living here. And there's there's five of us here and, and one more in Dallas, so yeah, I'm fired up. And then took the buy weekend on the weekend, took my lady to Austin, Texas. So that was uh, yeah, I that was rad. a really cool time. Uh, Austin's the best. I I love Austin. It's I was there in the summer and then ended up going back uh, with my girls. So ton of fun. And then you know excited to be back uh, back in the flow of things here and heading up to mm-hmm. Vancouver. I got grandparents in Vancouver, so it'll be a cool place to play. And, you know, just playing in those, like, A1 NHL rinks. We just played in Philly. Playing in Vancouver is going to be awesome, I think. So, looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, you'll have some fun there, too. It's a cool – there's lots to do after a game, too. And, like, your restaurants, too. Like, lots to pick and choose from during the day. So, that's it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, But – How are you, Dan? Yeah, all good here. Just uh riptide, big riptide win on the weekend, which feel, I mean feels feels pretty good. It's crazy how much uh, winning can change things, and it's obviously that it just it solves all problems when you uh when you win, things just feel a little better and um, everyone's a little less tense and stuff. So it was great. Uh great to see the boys do that. But um, yeah, the bus ride was not, not ideal, but that's uh that's what you gotta do. So yeah, I came back and just kind of settled in, in here before a nice little uh like three or four week hiatus from, from my place here in Toronto, just to be traveling around with work and then to games on the weekend. So it's uh, going to be a little hectic, but we'll still find a way to talk to the, talk to the, lo- the loyal listeners out there. So.
3: Um, so you, are you not making like a stop home at all in those three weeks? So, wow. No. How do you so, pack for three weeks?
2: I don't know. And the funny part too, is like the first two weeks are spent. I'm in Minneapolis. So it's like minus 12, minus 14. And then the third week I'm in Florida for a <laughs> conference. So it's like, I have, to, I it's, don't even, I don't know. I might have to just like buy
3: clothes. I was going to say, go straight Allen Iverson. Just don't take anything. Just buy. And then just yeah. leave them in the hotel room when you go. Just
2: yeah. Leave them. Donate it. I don't know if I got the same kind of as I think that's <laughs> probably why he's bankrupt. eh? But, um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it'll be interesting, but it's just a little bit of planning. You've got to do – got the laundry going now. Got got the stuff dropped off at the dry cleaners today. Just got to stay on top of all of it because I got to bring, like, suits and shit too. So, it's uh, – yeah, it'll be interesting. But uh, lots going on, obviously, in the, in the NLL games going left, right, center. Donnie, do we want to – you want to pull up the scores there?
0: Yep, got them right here. So, uh, this past weekend was uh, the week of – the was week eight in the NLL. So starting on Friday, uh, Paul's Rochester, Nighthawks stayed hot, 15-12 over Buffalo. And then Vegas got their first career uh, win or first uh, franchise win, 15-14, to in an absolutely crazy game against Vancouver. And real quick, I don't know if you guys saw uh, Coach Williams with the, the boxer thing yeah, after the game.
3: Cool.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So I, uh, then- I'm sure the boys had fun there. Yeah. And then the
3: goalie got it after. So I guess that's their, their player of the game. They ring the bell or whatever. Yeah, it was pretty pretty cool uh, player of the game thingy.
0: And then uh, Saturday, January 21st, Toronto 14-5 to over Philly. And then Danny's Riptide 16-10 to over Albany. And then a big slate of games this weekend. We have two Friday and one, two, three, four, five on Saturday. So pretty much the whole league in action this weekend.
2: Lots going on. Um speaking of that, again in that Buffalo game we had uh over what is it like was it two thousand days or something for uh, for Joel Matthews, Joel Taylor yeah, now?
3: Pretty uh I mean, yeah, me and you played with them. Yeah, it was something crazy, like twenty one hundred days since <laughs> since playing and again he played with me and you Did you live with them?
2: Yeah, yeah, we lived together in Rochester for a bit so He came
1: back.
3: Yeah, so you would you would know more, but again, kind of uh you know a pretty cool story i mean i i I talked to him here and there um like during the during covid when gyms were shut down i was going to an underground gym and i got him in there because he was talking to buffalo at that point but yeah just kind of a cool you know again there's there's a ton of stories out there about it um yeah 2148 days so crazy It, it seems like that's like 10 years. I don't even, uh, not a math guy. That seems like so long. Yeah, well, it was 2017. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck, it's almost Six close. Years. Jesus. Um. But yeah, yeah there's, you know, there's probably some really wicked articles about it, but again, just a guy who's overcome a lot in his life. And then obviously changing his name from Matthews to Taylor, which is his um, adopted dad's name. Cause he feels like that's, you know, his real dad now so just stuff like that is just crazy kind of personal growth and he's overcome some demons and you know like again like i, I always loved jewelry he, he was he's was a hell of a guy you know obviously he had you know some like i said some demons but he, he's a great kid and always worked hard so it's, it's kind of cool to see see him back man
2: yeah no doubt no doubt so cool story there but um you know obviously this uh coming with kind of you know, good stories and stuff. There's some tough ones too. And I, and I think uh, kind of look like, you know, we just, we talked about it before, but like not really knowing the extent of, of, uh, of Paul Gates accident. I know we talked about it before, I think in, um, in one of our episodes, um, but, uh, but yeah, like just a re- really tough article to read um, just about how, you know, he's dealing with, with, you know, kind of be, being paralyzed now from the waist down and um, from that accident, uh and, but man, like just the attitude of that guy, I think is, is pretty special, um, you know, moving forward and trying to find, you know, a new way to kind of deal with life and, and still not losing optimism that, you know, maybe things can start to kind of turn around. And I know there's, you know, in reading it, there's different things that are kind of starting to work, you know, body wise for them that weren't initially. And, um, it's moving along, but I think that, Uh, you know speak for all of us it's like we're whole across world rallies around a lot of different things i think you know for for one of the greatest um you know everyone's sending their prayers to him and the family and um it's just you know stuff you you really don't don't like to hear man just really unfortunate but it's
0: uh yeah well said well said obviously a tough tough situation we're we're thinking about the entire gate family and, and wishing them all the best uh do we want to – I was thinking maybe I could buzz through some of the transaction list here. Uh, yeah. Obviously, a big trade this week. Um, a, a really, a couple of kind of moves going on around the league. So, uh, the New York Riptide reading here from the NLL.com. The New York Riptide have traded Callum Crawford to the Panthers City Lacrosse Club in exchange for Colton Lidstone, Kevin Orleman, Petey LaSala, uh, and then some draft picks. And then, you know, so that was kind of the headliner – obviously, uh, for me, really cool to play with Callum, one of the all-time greats in this league, and uh, i am actually kind of working in the office now, uh, getting to see how the social media happens and how the media stuff happens, and just, you know, people kind of reading about his accolades in, in, Pamp- in the league, rather, is is pretty cool, so excited to play uh, with him, and, and obviously, never easy to lose guys. We kind of had this conversation last week, but, you know, part of the business, and looking forward to to playing with him, and then Beyond that, um, we had uh, Brad Hickey getting signed uh, to uh, the Riptide and then a couple trades. So the Albany Firewolves have traded Adam Blonberry to the Bandits uh, in exchange for Thomas Vason. Uh, Apologies to Thomas if I'm screwing up that pronunciation. And then uh, one more trade, the Albany Firewolves have traded practice player Curtis Conley and their third round selection in the 2025 entry draft to the riptide in exchange uh, for Leo Storos. So lots going on around the league. And then another one, I'm sorry. No, sorry, that's it. That's it. That's it.
2: Yeah. Uh, you sure? Yeah. yeah. A lot of shakeup, a lot of shakeup shake around there, but uh, yeah, like you said, it's tough to see guys go when you're in a locker, we see them all guys all weekend and stuff, but um, these things happen. Um any more is I know that there's uh let me pull up the, uh, the NLLPA. They do a great job for us. We rely on a lot of other people to do our work, which is uh, one of the best ways to do it. Delegate, delegate, delegate. Um, but uh, just some things from over the weekend, Jay Thornburn hit 2,800 face-off wins, um, 800 loose balls for Mitch DeSue, 200 career points for Dan Craig, 300 career points for Josh Byrne, 600 loose balls for Logan Schuss, uh, 100 career points for Jerome Thompson, um, and bird bump, immediate bird bump, 100 goals uh, for Jacob Rue, who just uh, just joined us there too. So, uh, And then, you know, obviously, I think big one too, Vino hit uh, 14,000 minutes, um, which
3: is – Yeah, it's mental.
2: That is so compl- – I'm doing the math right now. 14,000 minutes is – it's 233 hours playing goalie in, in the NLL alone, let alone uh, the amount of hours he's played outside of that. So, um, congrats to Vino, another former guest. But
0: um, yeah, another of- one too quick. Uh, Patrick Dodds, my buddy Dodds he on, on Pedro City, became one of the fastest players ever to reach 100 points. So excited for him, pumped for him. I think it was like 23 games or something like that. Um, unfortunately, a lot of those records. Uh, with Teeter, our uh, kind of got blown out of the water last year, but uh, still excited for Dodgy and, and pumped uh, for him. Yeah,
2: no doubt. But uh, and then this week, you know, we've we've got Holden Garland coming on. Um, great, great to sit down. Got an hour with him, and um, you know, good to just kind of get an idea of his story and and uh, a look into what it's like playing in Sask and um playing at Canisius too with uh, with our buddy Kearney there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys want to, should we send it over to him now? Okay, beautiful. So we got Holden Garland presented by Lucky Penny Media. At Lucky Penny Media, we're a full service marketing company without hefty agency pricing. We understand your brand is everything to you. To you and when working together, it means everything to us. You're more than just a client. You're a partner and a teammate. Our philosophy is simple. You go, I go, we go. So here he is, Holden Garland.
3: hear me or no oh yeah hey we got a uh, special guest host host former guest ryan smith with us gentlemen yes. there he is i don't that's, know that's, if he's gonna say anything but you never know you
0: live are you live over there smitty Fellows, what's going on <laughs> nice. the guy has the biggest head ever. i
4: was
2: gonna say <laughs> The kind of guy <laughs> riding in a car that you'd feel bad for the airbag if it hit him. <laughs> 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 He's a All right. We're going, Donnie? Okay, beauty. All right, we'll dive right into it. We are pleased to be joined by this Thorold Ontario native who spent his junior days playing with St. Catharines before going south of the border to Mac champion Canisius College. He started 48 games and won... Like I said, a Mac Championship. He would go on to be drafted in Saskatchewan Rough, where he still plays now. Rush, where he still plays now, as well as in the PLL with Donnie. Welcome to Back of the Bird, Holden Garland. How are we doing, buddy?
4: I'm good, man. How are you guys? Oh, we're good. We're good. We know
2: we got some grief for having uh, for having <laughs> a former Canisius teammate on in yeah. in Kearney before for you, but it was uh, we're long overdue. But what's going on, man? How are you?
4: I'm good, man. How are you? We're
2: we're good. We're hanging in there. We're back. The boys are back together. We're excited to get this thing going. But are you, are you in Sask or where are you living? No, no, no. I'm back home. Nice. Okay. Right on. So you're doing the travel. What's the, travel? what's yeah. the East to West travel like for you?
4: It's not terrible. Cause we got pretty much half our team does it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're long roadies for sure. Uh, luckily we, we get a lot of points. So most of us are our top bunk for some of the flights. So not really back of the bird, but it's funny, you see a couple of rookies like Boudreaux, he'll make a joke when he walks by us and he's, we ask him where he's sitting, 38F or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just all the way back there. Oh it. yeah. Um, so, I mean, we might as well just dive right into it then. So what was, uh, you grew up in Thorold, is that where you played minor too? Or did you go to like St, go to St. Catharines?
4: Well, Thorold and St. Catharines, yeah, they're like. Same thing. Both same, same. Small, yeah. Same thing. So, uh, moved around a little bit. First, I was St. Catharines, then pulled them back to St. Kitts. So, I just go with Thorold though a lot better. Yeah. Um, no, played St. Catharines all the way up, and uh, then my final year got traded in junior to uh, to Six Nations, and then won the Minto there. So, most of my career was in St. Catharines, So
2: Okay. So, who was who are the guys that you would have played with growing up with growing up in St. Catharines?
4: My age was pretty slim, man. Like, no one. And then, year above me, you know, you do the whole minor, major thing growing up. Yeah. Uh, the year above me was like my brother, Hunter. Not sure if you're familiar with him. He's a hockey player, but yeah. uh, hit him, a couple other hockey guys that all had to quit lacrosse to play hockey. But yeah, we were pretty slim. And then, I guess, guys in the NLL, Paul would know Jeff Wittig. He's, uh, he's something special. Yeah. So, Jeff. Hey, oops.
0: But, oh, yeah. <laughs>
4: Latrell, uh, Tyson Bell, Eric Fennell—they're all around the same age, so. So you guys all
2: did, did the junior together. Now you did you yeah. do
4: Spartan? No, I played there when I was a fifteen-year-old for a game. Okay, yeah. so was
2: it, I guess that would have been like maybe the last kick of the can for them, or what?
4: Yeah, I don't I don't know what they did in playoffs that year, but junior A's were pretty good. That's when like. Uh, well like Joel Matthews was playing in them they started out like nine and oh and then I think they went winless for their last their last nine or something but they got a little too uh excited yeah way too excited St. Catharines isn't used to be in there so yeah yeah but uh yeah one game junior B I think and I think it was the Owen Sound roadie so that was fun on a yellow school bus
2: oh did you get rookied on the bus or anything for that one
4: yeah, we did I forget what we did. We did something. It was like their first road trip, so the best one to go to, obviously. Yeah. We had fun on the way home though. Yeah. <clears throat> we, like
0: we... we need like a we needed like a hockey DB to come in for lacrosse just to see like the obscure games that guys have played in like random places like you played a junior B game in uh, Aurelia when you were 15 yeah. like why? <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> what I know. took you there, you know?
4: No, it's <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think a that, gong show. the other thing is you'd have to track game sheets and how many times are guys' names probably like been written on a game sheet to say they got a game in or something like that. Like, I don't know,
4: oh, man. Last, last game we were in Colorado, even in the NLL, the highest level you can play, and guy who was a scratch was on the game sheet. So he, <laughs> gets, he gets a game played zero points, zero loose balls, zero everything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. Now, does that get yeah. like, I mean, I guess he would have been on the active roster anyway, but um why don't let's go back to the beginning then man so you said you've got is it just a one brother
4: uh, i have a half brother he's older he's 33 i think
2: okay so you guys um you and your other brother like grew up you guys both playing sports then yeah yeah
4: my brother was a uh, pretty good lacrosse player he played team ontario for uh for derek for jammer my uh my gm i think him and nick richie like led the team in points and Jammer always jokes, he'll probably say it at least three times a year. Is your brother ever gonna come play for us? So
2: what's what's he doing now?
4: Set. Plays hockey in Germany.
2: Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah, probably a little bit more coin than the Making fellas. Make a really. little
4: bit more money. Yeah. Yeah. Come over, make 11 G's rookie yeah. family. Yeah, sorry, buddy,
2: you're <laughs> gonna have to take rookie men here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so did, like how did you how did you guys pick up sticks? How'd you get into sports?
4: So he's about 18 months older. And my mom always tells me this story is actually funny. Matt Vince's mom is like the registration lady signs you up for lacrosse. So I was like two years old, still wearing pull-ups. And my brother would have been four by then. So he went to sign up and then apparently there were just tears rolling down my face. And Mr. Vince, or Matt Vince's mom uh, said he can sign up too. And so I signed up and I think I played a period every game and then went and sat up up top with my mom so so that's i
2: mean i think that's got to be our youngest age so far donnie eh? a two a two banger
0: it's got to be it's got to be that's that's a cool story though i mean i guess it's it's similar to a lot of other stories we hear it's just early like early early
4: i probably played four minutes all year though didn't touch the ball once shit my pants run around the floor
0: yeah
2: (laughs) that sounds like one of my shifts. that sounds like one of my shifts now
3: (laughs) 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 what were you gonna say paulie do you remember any of that being two years old?
4: Only thing I remember is, I don't know if you all, you know, BBA. You guys ever play in Bilbergoing going and say, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: There's
4: like one strip of benches behind the, or of uh, seats behind the, the bench. So my mom would sit there and you could literally grab players from the bench. So every first period I'd look up at my mom and be like, Ooh, I'm tired. Yeah, pull me, pull me up and I'd sit beside her for the rest of the game. So I do remember that. But uh, no, I no, I don't remember ever touching the bowl or
3: anything like that. So that did you? Yeah,
2: that's because. Well, I mean, what? Well, how old's
3: Mac now, Paulie? I was gonna say, he's a year. He's like a year and a half. It'd be like that'd be him starting lacrosse this summer. He turns two in June, and like he's definitely gonna be running around with shit in his diaper for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, he's gonna have diapers on till he's like seven, I think. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
3: That's good. And he does and he doesn't even speak. So fuck, I don't know what he would do out there. He just be grunted. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just like dad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Speak the same language. (laughs) So what did you guys like? So was there any like either the younger age or the older age that was like good for you guys in St. Catharines, where you guys had competitive teams growing up? Like minor, you're saying? Yeah, and minor.
4: Yeah, man. Like when I was a minor, we were really good, but a lot of guys left to go play like OHL and stuff like that. That's so when they kind of always happens, you know, they get to that age like 14, 15, where they got to make a decision. Yeah. But uh, funny stories, I was actually a goalie growing up. So I went from like player to goalie. And then when it wasn't my start, if you're we playing like a, maybe not as good as a, of a team, I would go play player. But every big game, like close game, I'd play goalie.
2: Polly Doss just inspiring generations.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's you, you Brett Noseworthy, Paul Dawson, and and Dean Farrell, all in the the goalie that plays. Dean, Dean Finale, Farrell did that too. Man, yeah, Eric Pannell too. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, Finale, Finale was Finale a good too. goalie too. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome crew. <clears throat> that's that
4: Nosworthy, good goalie
2: as well. That's a Nose, fun fact, you know, eh? Like five, like five guys that kind of. Played probably a pretty high level too, like cross the board at goalie, <laughs> going and yeah. playing in the NLL now. Unbelievable. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna try. We're trying to do this number wise. What were you wearing in minor number? Number four. What was that? Did it just like you got the jersey, or ha- yeah,
4: hockey number, and then just started wearing it growing up. Yeah. Goal, goalie, I was always thirty. Yeah, thirty. True. So, so, so how'd you end up
0: at? because now you were one of the more unique numbers out there. You're 70, right? How'd you end up with with 70?
4: Yeah. So that's actually kind of a cool story. So um, Donnie might know, I don't know if you guys know, my dad passed away when I was in grade 12, I want to say. And uh, his birth year was 65. So my brother wears 65 in hockey. Now coming into the NLL, I was going to pick 65. That's what I wore for Brooklyn, uh, senior A. And then a guy, Ryan McLean, he's on panther city he was wearing 65 so my mom's birth year is 70 so i just picked hers so now i was like ah screw it i'll run with that
2: oh okay terrible
4: number though eh
2: no you oh, pull it I, off it though it's, it's, kind of cool. it's yeah.
0: your number now like, yeah. yeah i don't know yeah
2: Let's start go okay why don't we jump into uh into high school you did you go you went to dennis morris did you yeah uh, what year are you again 96 okay so i don't like uh Cause I'm trying to think, cause we played, we played when I was at Notre Dame, I was in grade 12,
4: Notre Dame,
2: uh, like in Burlington.
4: Oh, I thought you meant Welland.
2: No, cause <laughs> we, we played you guys in like the Brock tournament and Tyson Bell was just running around like a maniac.
4: Lacrosse or hockey?
2: Lacrosse. Probably. Yeah. And yeah. Vino was the coach just screaming at the top of his lungs from the Yeah, back.
4: man. That's why I called him Mr. Vince. Cause I still call him that when I see him now. He <laughs> was my teacher.
2: <laughs> that's funny. Um, uh, so throughout that, like are you do are you playing edge? Is that kind of how you start like getting into the recruiting process? No or something
4: man. like that. Like not at all. Vino actually kind of got me into field lacrosse because you know, growing up and playing high school lacrosse is kind of like you could I was playing face offs, MIDI, yeah. D mid, O mid, like played everything then you run into Donnie's team over there, A eh? Oh, they the guys that all. can recruit, hey, oh. oh. they're
2: oh. recruiting kids but incredible.
0: In and we're still bringing them <laughs> I, playing them I, good to the fourth. Yeah. I absolutely knew that before. was coming. Yeah. That was the most predictable cheats <laughs> out of all time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I uh I never played any like never really paid to go to any of these tournaments or anything like that. Really was just playing junior B hockey and kind of high school across on the side and were then, you playing for Thorold junior b or what no Fort Erie okay even better spot <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that's gritty yeah. oh yeah no but uh I would play this is kind of like when Everest uh, Everest Academy was starting out and they yeah. would just like you didn't even have to go to the school you could just go play tournaments so Tyson Bell was actually going to school there for I think his grade 12 year and I was grade 10 and I just started showing up and going to these tournaments and we'd go down to New York and play a tournament and then come home after, uh, after the weekend's done and kind of got a little bit of traction there with like Randy Mern seeing me and stuff. And then, but even then I was playing midfield, never really picked up a pole and Vino there were U19 tryouts going on. And, and uh, Matt Vince told me to go out as a pole and show up as a pole and ended up making the team. And that's when we had like Gil Ray Cloutier, we ended up winning gold, but, yeah, it was uh ever since then kind of took off and got recruited by Randy Murns at Canisius, and rest is history.
2: Now, so I, I think like, I mean, obviously, you know, each of us probably has like a Mernsey story or whatever, like know him well. What was what was your initial impression of Mernsey when you met him?
4: I kind he's a St. Catharines guy. So I kinda like knew rumblings of him and just hear some of the stories, but I'm pretty sure Kearney, when he was on here, told you the story about, do you drink or that's like the first question he asked. <laughs> yeah. So he did that with me, but he told me a story. Oh, I don't even know if I can, I'll, I'll throw it out there. You guys decide to keep it or not. Yeah. Um, he said on his recruiting visit to Canisius, they like put a collar on him that said, if found return to Bosch 308. Yeah. Like that's one of the dorms is Bosch. And, uh, just in case he got lost and he got lost at the bar and they returned him at like 6am and he was just piled. (laughs) He's, he's telling me this story, drinking his coffee, slapping his knee, laughing. My mom's right beside me.
2: Yeah. It's just like your mom's just like, what am I getting my son into? Yeah.
4: But they're like, they're close in age and both St. Catharines, so that she kind of knew, I think she knew what I was getting into anyways. So she was good with it. Yeah. So was there anyone else in the mix school wise? Uh, Nothing crazy, no. Like Kanishas definitely gave me the best offer and close to home, so kind of stuck with that. I was talking to a few coaches, Vino was talking to a few people for me, but honestly, I just found the best fit at Kanishas. Kind of go in and kind of—I don't want to be be an idiot here, but kind of go in and be the guy and yeah, battle for for a conference championship is pretty much our our Super Bowl, so. And that's we achieved it. Just and the boys Connor. won the Connor, season. Connor, yeah. Connor will tell you. Yeah, just
2: ask him. He wears yeah. his Mac shirt. Oh. I think every day. So. Oh, he'll, hey, Hill, yeah. He'll he'll send me. You'll tell him too.
0: Yeah. Oh, you, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, you, I only throw it around in the
4: PLL. Buddy, I throw knows. I it around in the PLL because all you guys went to top ten schools, <laughs> to go battling for a national championship, and I just throw in, yeah, Mac champs Yeah,
2: he, he won was. your national championship. That's yeah. it.
4: Oh, you and Donnie were, both we were lo- we were loaded for the playing game, I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we that's a, uh That's like the kind of situation where you're like like do we really have to have an automatic qualifier? I, like can we just win and then like shut it down kind of thing? Like we so do wanna...
4: We went on like we had a good time after we won of course and we like host the game cuz Robert Morris didn't think that they were going to have to host. So we like end up hosting this ncaa tournament game and we get robert moore so we lost two by one goal that year like earlier in the season yeah so we're like fuck we might have a chance here and then uh their goalie took a shot in practice and it like bounced under his cup and like ruptured one of his his testicles so that was kind of we were all sitting there we were drinking like a few nights before and we're like fuck we got a chance here, and then we went out and lost by like seven. Yeah.
2: Was that wait? We might have you a sneaky, smitty. <laughs> we might have a sneaky guest on here that was a part of that.
4: Yeah. The, the max got nothing on the NEC there, Holden.
2: Those listening at home, that's a that's a sneak peek feature of uh Brian Smith in the front seat there. But yeah,
4: I forgot about Smitty.
2: That's funny. Um, what? you uh, sure I guarded him? Yeah.
4: <laughs> what what were, donuts? <laughs> <laughs> well were, were you playing lsm or are you playing close There no close close i'd go on like some wings if if it was needed but no i just i just play close yeah
2: who was your who so throughout your college career who was like the hardest guy you remember guarding
4: uh connor field other than smitty, was really good. Other than <laughs> smitty. <laughs> no me and smitty would have a good time out there we'd be laughing
1: Fieldsy. Uh,
4: Fields was man, he was good in college. Still is good. Don't get me wrong, but fuck, he dominated. Yeah, I think I held him to like one in the first half, and then I was like, "All right, we're I'm playing him well." And then he went off for like six.
0: No, oh, <laughs> oh,
4: no. it was bad.
0: He That's... would also in those days he would have the ball in a college game for like legit twelve minutes of the game. So you Dude, he was taking yeah,
4: he was taking me behind the net, and I was doing well. And then his uh, his coach, what's his coach name? Scott Marr. Yeah, yeah, was like yelling at him, give the ball to Fields, and I'm like, holy shit, he just dodged me six times in a <laughs> row, and then he'd bring me all the way out to like the midline and start dodging me from there. And this is before I've ever took an LSM rep in my life, and I'm just lost.
2: Yeah, you, yeah. you got it. Yeah, put me behind the cage. That's the comfort zone yeah. for you. Oh yeah. Um, what was what words? So when you're at ever obviously, like when you're in school, sports teams kind of hang out together. Who are you guys hanging out with the most?
4: Uh, our school is pretty small too. So all athletes hung out, but, uh, we got along with a couple of the hockey guys. Hockey guys were kind of cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'd say mainly just lacrosse, like yeah. just our team. The girls team was cool. Um, girls softball was cool. Men's baseball. We didn't really get along with too no, well, but that's no. a classic.
2: That's a feud that just runs years. Yeah.
4: years. And yeah, you, you, me, you asked, asked me- Connor. You asked Connor, he, oh, he went after him a couple of times. Did he? <laughs> show me a team, oh, yeah.
0: Show me a lacrosse team that gets along with the baseball team and something's wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> like something, something's, something's up. going on. <laughs> somebody something's did up.
4: something to somebody
2: and just hasn't told them yet. And yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Get... We're walking <laughs> right. on eggshells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to suck up or something. But what uh, was there a go-to spot for the boys? That, would you guys do like house parties or are you going downtown Buff?
4: Fr- Fridays would be house parties, but Saturdays were downtown Buff.
2: Which bar are we not- talking
4: There's, I don't even know if it's still going, man. It was like as big as a kitchen, tiny bar. And, uh, one of the guys was dating one of the bartenders. So we went in there just free drinks, but this place was, was going under. And then we all started going and it kind of rallied a lot of our school, right? Small school. There's only 3000 people. So a lot of people started going and then they were making good money. So they just kept letting us in for free and drinking for free and bring a crowd. That's called 67 West.
2: 67 west
4: it's on Chippewa so I don't know I'm, if you're, sh- I'm, I'm, sure,
2: I'm sure they're bankrupt from just sure you guys yeah. you, you probably brought a lot of people but you probably drank on oh, i
4: them under the table yeah. yeah
2: yeah they're out of business yeah um speaking of Kearney what was it like playing <laughs> with playing with that guy and like seeing him interact with coaches and stuff
4: <laughs> man he is something because I don't know how he is now in New York I guess he might be back to his old ways because he's having couple good seasons back to back so yeah but uh he was our go-to guy obviously he's a great player and he was he's one of the best players canisius ever had so he
2: uh we're gonna edit that
4: out <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> um when i was there not history
1: yeah
4: you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh i remember one time kearney our D coach was yelling at him on the power play or something because he tried to force one in this yeah. is in practice too and it got knocked down or picked off and our uh, DE coach, who isn't, he doesn't know much about the OSOT thing, starts screaming at him. So Kearney kind of gives him the old, not fuck off, but fuck off. Yeah. And uh, he, he goes, get running, tells him to get running. And he says something as he's running, he gets kicked out of practice. Go on. And to get to get in our dress room, you need a key card, right? <laughs> so he obviously didn't have a key card on him, so he's stuck. It's like a double double entrance. So you walk into one one uh door and then you got to use the key card to get into the other door so he's stuck in between (laughs) the two doors and there's one window and uh that you can look out to the field and he's sitting there arms crossed with his chin on the window (laughs) just watching making faces at us as we're practicing we're all dying laughing off he was uh he was a treat to go to school with and play with though that sounds about right so
2: i guess moving through then so did you get drafted to brooklyn then? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I guess like your last couple years of school, you'd go home in the summer and play there.
4: Yeah. I remember, uh, I was in school, I think one season. Yeah. One season. Cause I got picked and then played there that following summer. And that's when Brooklyn kind of kept all their, their core guys. And we, we actually took Peterborough to seven and, uh, that's when like Mark, the Hossick brothers, Littner, Shanks, all those guys were on the team. So that was a cool experience. Kearney was there. He was he was in the crowd, but <laughs>
1: yeah, it was,
4: uh, it was good. But, yeah, I played one year in Brooklyn. Well, I played a couple of years, but played every game my first year and then started showing up a little less and less, got a job, and started getting serious.
2: Yeah. What uh, What was that? I mean, do you, how big of an advantage is that, like going in, playing against pro guys, essentially, and then you're going back to school for senior year? Are you just rolling in with all the confidence
4: in the world? for sure it definitely helps yeah you you get to see like you're playing with every day mark and all those guys so it definitely helped going back to canisius and just the talent level but definitely development wise helped and then for the uh for the nll draft the following year definitely helped as well with uh with jammer being the coach of brooklyn that year and then him picking me in the nll draft so
2: yeah kind of
4: went hand in hand and worked out
2: so I want to hear the story in your words of this, whatever the hell happened in this Mac championship. Like, was it
4: what the pickoff
2: one? passes or like whatever, like was that, that I
4: messed team? up. Yeah. Was, yeah.
2: What, what happened here?
4: Okay. So we're playing, we were playing Quinnipiac who was pretty good school considering in the Mac, a good school. And uh, we took them to overtime and when we ran the clear, we did a two man clear. So I had the ball or our goalie had the ball. So we would step out of the net. And our guy like came on our our old mid, and I tried to like not even thread the needle, man. Like it was an easy breakout. It's one of the ones that you like kind of like lob over the middle, and they just catch it with no one on them. Yeah. This guy grew eight feet and jumped up, intercepted the pass one handed. Like one of their worst attackmen too. Like I yeah, thought it was hurts. easy. Like, and then he turns around and instead of running in, like empty net, they have like a three on three on one, and uh, he launches it from the midline and. I dove for it, missed and looked over and it hit the pipe. So, went out of bounds, we got the ball back, went down and scored, but then in the in the final game, Kieran told you already in his interview. He scored with a minute left to tie it or whatever and then took it to overtime and uh and then like there, something similar happened, right? They had a good face-off guy. We weren't winning many draws and he wins it clean through his legs to himself, turns and just launches it to Tried to throw it to his goalie, and our little guy, Matt Boisinot, yeah, jumped out, picked it off, put it in the empty net. We won like six seconds into overtime.
0: That was such a sick highlight at the time because the look on Bozzi's face after was like he was like looking around, like, Holy shit, what just happened? Like, I know, imagine like, if uh, you ever won one.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: what, uh, I mean, and oh, not to bounce around too much here, but Donnie had a good point, just um. Why don't, so you were in St. Catharines and then do you remember what you got traded for?
4: Yeah. The trade story is kind of a whole nother story. Like that was, uh, that was pretty wild. You want me to get into the whole thing here? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Um, we were, I remember like it was yesterday, we were playing Burlington, pretty sure Smitty was on the team and, uh, we were up like seven, nothing after the first period. And it was one of those games. It was the day of the trade deadline. And games were at like 8 p.m. in junior like they're they're late so trade deadline was at midnight and i'm uh we end up losing the game like nine seven we didn't score another goal so after the game i'm kind of just sitting like hands in hands in my face and kind of knowing what's gonna happen all it, it was really on me all i had to do was say the word and it, it would happen so went outside. It was like eleven forty-five 45 PM at this point. And I saw our coach backing out of the parking lot and I kind of tapped on the back of his Jeep and he, he opened the door and said, what's going on. And I told him that we need to trade. I think you need to trade me. And we went into the office and got a deal done. But what I got traded for was Jake McNabb who played a little bit in the NLL. He was like leading point guy. One of the leading point guys in the league. Um, Jake McNabb, Matt, Kim, who went to Quinnipiac, he was, I think Donnie knows him. Um, Yeah, beauty. Probably some cash. I'm not too sure how it works. (laughs) I don't think anyone's too sure. how. how,
2: That sounds like a junior A trade. (laughs) Cash considerations.
4: Yeah. Um, But it was crazy. It was like if I waited five more minutes, like the deal's not done. That's wild, eh? Yeah. Almost went to Mimico, too. It would have been Donnie's Donnie's buddy over there. Instead, uh-huh.
0: you just freaking tormented me for the month of uh August. There, we had some oh, like yeah. playing in the oh my god, you were so in my head. Close had- games, yeah, some- close. Connie let someone in his head. Come on, yeah, I know. Go what figure. Happened? I was overthinking. I freaking guards would just be at the top of the power play. I just don't want to shoot anymore. I kept getting shit knocked down. I was oh my god, I was losing my mind. <laughs> I'll cut this part out. Um, um <laughs> but uh, no, in all seriousness, like that Six Nations team was in my time in junior, probably the best team I saw uh, played against. What was that kind of like walking into that team and realizing like, holy shit, there are some ball players here.
4: Yeah, it was crazy. And we played them like two weeks before and they just smoked us. But I remember, you know, Kessler Doolittle, he ripped my bucket off and like was going to start feeding me. And he's pretty tough. Two weeks before the trade and I was, I got there and I made a little joke. I was like, thank God you didn't throw any punches. (laughs) He started laughing, but. No, like those guys getting to play with like Austin awesome stats and stuff. It's, it's crazy to see what these guys can do with their stick and how they can put the ball in, in tight spaces and stuff, him and Tohoka. So no, it was, uh, it was crazy to watch and obviously resulted in winning a Mento. So be, and uh, Paul,
0: Paul was your coach, right?
4: Am I Sorry? Year? No,
3: no, the no. Year before? No. Yeah. I was okay. there the year before. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: So what do you remember was, about that? Uh,
3: I was one and done put my <laughs> minto and got
2: out of there. And, and yeah, you knew you knew a future executive position was calling with the chiefs. So you
3: just have to get <laughs> <Exactly>. that one <laughs> on to bigger, better things, man. <laughs> <laughs> Where so was that? What it do you remember year?
0: about that? Uh what do you remember about that minto? It was in Brampton. Um
4: Brampton, yeah.
0: Yeah, what do you kind of remember about that whole experience?
4: It's a grind, man. Obviously, you were there, you know. It's uh fuck you play seven games in nine days it's a lot of lacrosse and tough on your body you're obviously playing the hardest games of your career and the most meaningful so um what i remember is just we uh like you said we were fortunate to have a pretty good team so i think okotoks the very first game i think we took them a little light and they they were up like seven five going into the the third period and we ended up squeaking one out like nine, seven, but lucky enough to win that. So we kind of got that, that day off and the bye to the finals saves your legs a little bit, but a great experience, obviously in uh close to home, my whole family could be there. So yeah, it was awesome.
0: And what then was what the, was that? Uh, I do not think Dan and I are going to ask the same question, but yeah. what was that celly like after? Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was a good time. We, uh, we were at the ring till probably midnight, just drinking in the room and then um, got back on the bus and went down to Six Nations on the res and partied for for a long time. So it was, it was awesome. I moved. I moved there actually during playoffs. So I lived there. It was just too much going back and forth all the time. And so they uh, they put me up in a pretty sweet house. That's not bad. So did you host the did you host the shindig or what? No, I think Tyson Bomberry did. Okay, I don't know. It's kind of blurry that night.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. But, all right. So let's, well, I, I love, so let's jump to the uh let's jump to the draft. What did you like, obviously you played, you were playing in Brooklyn and stuff. Did you have a pretty good idea? That was, that's what was going to happen.
4: Oh, uh, I think, yeah, I had an idea. I just, I sh- wasn't a hundred percent positive obviously a lot can happen on draft night trades and stuff like that, but <laughs> just the way, I don't know if you know jammer like Derek Keenan, but just the way he is, he's very straightforward. So I got to the draft and they put us all, we were at Xfinity live in Philly. They put us all in like some green room, they called it. And all the draft eligible guys went in there and uh, jammer texts me and he's like, you here. And I just said, yeah, I'm in this green room. And he, he comes in and he's like, holding, screaming it, holding. I'm like, put my hand up. I'm sitting with like all the other guys who are waiting to get their name called. And he's like, yeah, we're going to take you out four if you're still there. And then just turned around and left. I was like, <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> that's 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 almost
2: awkward, eh? With all the other guys yeah, in like, there.
4: Like, I knew him before, but even then, I was still like, Jesus, this is how it works, Hey, eh? <laughs>
2: Yeah. Did you guys have did you guys have a bit of an evening then in Philly after that?
4: Yeah, we did, man. So, <laughs> me and J- uh, Justin Robinson, he's, yeah. he played in Sask. he was drafted ninth overall that year, I think. And, uh, so we were pretty early and uh they got a bar right in there. So we just started hammering beers there, not really knowing what everyone's doing, but everyone was doing it. Warren Jeffrey was piled at the at the draft. Was he piled? And uh so we just started drinking there and then I think we all went back to the hotel room. They put you up in a hotel right across the street. So we all walked there. But yeah, it was uh it was a good party in a late night for sure. Yeah.
2: Love that. So I mean let's get into it because like I mean I guess it's it's Mark's like the is Mark the only SAS guy we've had on, Donnie. Or I guess corps too, right? We had Corbs, but um what's uh what's it like playing there? Like what's I mean I saw like the Instagram stories now, like your face is like on is it is that at the airport? Oh, man. Yeah. It is in
4: the airport. Oh it's a terrible photo too. Is it oh terrible? It was like November, like the last week of November. I got a mustache going. My hair is like glued back. It's so bad.
0: <laughs> and what's this, a, Dan, the billboard in the airport is like probably probably like twenty feet long, wide. Yeah, it's, it's massive. Like long, it covers a whole wall basically. That's awesome. So right,
4: right where you get your baggage too. Everybody's <laughs> right one in baggage. Thing. Everyone's yeah. right there. Oh, that's good. So what's what's it
2: like playing for for fans that are probably, I mean, arguably the craziest in the league?
4: No, it's awesome, man. Like. And just like our ownership and everything coaching, you just get treated so well. And they're not afraid to, to throw the money around, I guess. I'm just like on New Year's Eve, even they flew out every, every wife or girlfriend on the team or whatever family member you wanted. Mark brought a couple buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the only one without, without a significant other. So he brought two of his buddies and yeah, they, uh, they fly you out. They set you up at the room. I think they put all the girls and guys on a on a beer tour, or wine tour, and obviously tickets to the game, a nice dinner. So, no, they treat you great, and the fans are they're unreal. You know, you get around ten thousand a night, and they're even if if you had a thousand in there, it still feels like there's ten thousand with how loud they are. And when we score, they go absolutely wild with the chest bumping and all that. So, it's uh, it's a surreal experience, especially my uh, my first year in the league.
2: Yeah. What was that like? Like your first game kind of running at, like, did you guys have, was your first game in the NLL home game?
4: No, Colorado, which is still, they get a, they get a good crowd. Yeah. They might be, they got to be loudest in the, in the NLL, I'd say. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's crazy there. The way they play their music even is just, it's terrible. Oh,
2: you got, and you got a motorcycle exhaust pipe down your throat when you're listening to the (laughs) anthems.
4: (laughs) Fireworks going off. There's smoke in there. I'm coughing.
2: Yeah. What was, uh, what was it like running out there for the first game?
4: Colorado or Sask? uh, In Sask. In Sask. Yeah. That's, it's pretty cool, man. Like get the lights going and. Obviously, I was one of the last guys out of the tunnel. I think it went me and then chats. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's definitely. I think the crowd crowd goes down a little bit the the higher numbers you go, but it was still uh, it was still a great experience, and it is it's a nice experience every week when you play there. So I don't what's, take that stuff for granted for sure.
2: What's the what's the game day e- eating spot for you? Cactus. And what's the order? Let's hear the order.
4: I I'm honestly a guy who switches it up. Oh, well, that's nuts. but uh, yeah. But honestly, I'll I'll throw truffle fries in there. I got yeah. truffle fries and uh, a Cajun chicken sandwich. I'm not. I don't. My body. It doesn't it doesn't affect <laughs> me. Eh? I'm not too worried about what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all these guys getting salads and stuff. I'm truffle fries and a Cajun chicken sandwich. I love that. Or I'll we'll then- start with the little burger sliders. Unbelievable! You got to oh, try okay. them.
2: Oh, is, is cactus the one that has the, the tuna stack? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah that's a, that's, that's a, a hell one. of that's a hell of a starter too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mal's yeah.
4: gets that. He sits beside me. So I, uh, I pick at that too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Get the cross cross eating going. What's yeah. the, uh, what's the, where do you guys go post game again? What's the name of it?
4: Depend if we win, we go to outlaws. It's called Outlaws. Yeah. That's like, yeah. That's like college bar central. It's, it's, pretty bad but they treat us well they give us free drinks and stuff so if not if we lose we normally go to hudson's just close to the hotel i think if you've ever played in sask you've probably been to hudson's i think
2: so i'm trying to remember but
4: more of like a little bit more laid back,
0: right beside it
2: danny that's the one we've been to with like the the bold rochester with like the bar in the middle kind of thing like yeah exactly yeah 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 Yeah, kind of the u-shaped bar yeah, that's where the that's where the the lingers fucking try to scrape you up and rob you at the end of the night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah be careful.
4: Yeah, head
3: uh-huh. on a swivel even there.
2: Oh yeah, hundred percent. But um, Paulie, you got anything for him question wise?
3: What? Well, yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's tough just driving in. And I just dropped off space. So we lost them, but that's okay. You can chirp the shit out of them now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh um, I just see like one guy. You kind of brought him up and like, we, we got to try and get him on the spot. I played with him, but like shats. So your first year was, was it his last year?
4: No, I've, uh, I played okay. my, my first year was the COVID year. So I got half. Year okay, right okay. Okay. And then all of last so, year.
3: But like, what a, what a character <laughs> that guy is. Hey? Yeah, He's one of a kind. Oh, fuck. What, uh, give us your first impression meeting him
4: he was actually kind of on the quiet side when I first met him. I think that's just because he was putting on his best behavior. <laughs> um, but when I saw him kind of out and doing his thing, it was, uh, yeah, he's, he's a guy you want on your side. He's a great guy and obviously a great teammate who had a great career, but yeah, he's uh, he's one of a kind.
1: He's hilarious. Fun, funny story I,
4: yeah. about chats actually is. I had to fly out to, uh, to run a camp in Sask and it was part of his like Shatler lacrosse Academy thing that he runs out there. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> I show up, he picks me up from the Regina airport and he's just got a 30 racks sitting there. <laughs> we had to go <laughs> drive like two hours the next morning at like 6. a.m. And he's like, well, we're drinking, <laughs> drank all night and then woke up the next morning. So hungover. We had like eight hours of coaching. I was like, I don't know how you do this every day. <laughs> yeah, that's I not easy. I couldn't do it, eh? man. No,
2: some of the guys just have it when they just can flip it into autopilot and and do the coaching like oh. so many times that they can just do it.
4: He's a big, he's a big flip the bucket over, flip yeah. the bucket over, and he, he he sits on the bucket and talks. But no, he has one of the best lacrosse minds ever, and even just watching him coach these kids who really in Sask like they're trying to develop and get, get a lot better. And they, they are, but having him there just helps that much more. Right. They've never really had a coach like that. Yeah. So the stuff he's doing out there is awesome. Yeah. So is he, is he still kicking around then in Sask? Haven't seen him at any of our games. No, but he's he's still
3: doing his stuff out there. Yeah. He's
4: still doing his stuff. I'm pretty, he makes pretty good coin doing it. So I think he's just riding that till the end. Yeah. But uh, he's in Regina, right? So it's still about two and okay. a half hours from Saskatoon. So
3: yeah, yeah,
4: okay, okay. He hasn't made the trip out yet.
3: So oh, yeah, he's waiting for the invite.
2: <laughs> yeah, some, you got to leave him some tickets. <laughs> um, so I mean, we might as well dive into the we'll dive into a little bit more field across too. Oh, kind of yeah. first time we're hanging for a decent decent chunk of time. Was in this. <laughs> uh, in this MLL bubble, what a what a fuck. bring it back, yeah. bring
4: it back.
2: Yeah, I mean, time of our lives, I think. But what oh. was uh, what was your journey like there? How did you think of it?
4: <laughs> Man, <laughs> I went in there thinking like never really played. Went to Canisius, like played obviously D one lacrosse, but I was going in there like, fuck, I got to be on my A game here. Like, obviously pro lacrosse players now, and never really played a any field lacrosse since college. And that was after a whole year, right. COVID and stuff. So I went in there fully prepared to like go balls to the wall. And obviously still did in games, but when you have a beer tent open from 6 PM to midnight every night, obviously that gets involved a little bit. And um, Um, that was, that was their thing to stop us from going out, which just made us, I think go out more.
2: Yeah. It just, it just just gave the boys a (laughs) pre-drink.
4: It was the craziest idea ever.
0: Best yeah. idea.
2: Yeah, so were you there when like what uh, when it was fucking Sandy's birthday? And we we're all singing Happy Birthday to the guy, like the commissioner yeah, at there, the tent
4: at the tent. Yeah, we yeah, happy yeah. Birthday yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, that was uh, yeah. I don't, I don't Man, know. I remember me. So me, Warren, Jeffrey, and Leo Storos, and uh, I'm pretty sure Leo doesn't drink anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. So he he was drinking then. So. <laughs> We, uh, us three were sitting down at some, like, you know, they had the little rounded tables down there. Yeah. Like just the bar tables. Um, and we played the next day, but we had the late game and our coach told us like we, we were, we were winning. So he's like, you know, I have a couple beers tonight. So we took it as have a party tonight. So we, yeah. we absolutely went full throttle and he comes down at like 11 PM. And just the whole table is filled with empties. And it's <laughs> only us three down there. And he's like, boys we play tomorrow and we went out there and ended up winning the next game and we had the next day off and he's like his post-game speech was like all right holden warren leo take it easy tonight the rest of you have fun and (laughs) warren gets up and he's just like fuck no (laughs) next thing you know we're back at the tent drinking again
2: yeah just going out and drinking those the 12.5 percent margaritas they had those cans
4: were just you drink three of them
1: yeah.
2: And every, and then at the end, everybody's looking in the, in like the cooler for specifically those ones. Yeah, they're, yeah, a yeah. Hot, they're a hot commodity.
0: Yeah.
2: And then next thing you know, we're like, well, and a lot of the, cause a lot of the coaches were like, you know, former pros or whatever. Right. Like they get it. So next, like we're in a hotel room at like two in the morning with like just guys that are in the hall of fame, basically.
4: Yeah,
0: like, no, I know. It
4: was uh man. Yeah. Remember that hit that was thrown on Jacko? Yeah, oh, okay, I like forget? Biggest hit of all time. Me and Donnie played with him and me. As Lane is the guy who hit him in the PLL this year. But... uh a truck. Yeah, he's a big guy. Philly had like the, the worst schedule of all time. I think they had like the 4 p.m. game every day. Yeah. Like hottest time of the, of the day. And Jacko, <laughs> it was like one of the last games that he got rocked. And so it's been a good like five-day bender. with playing lacrosse mixed in there and jacko we had the day off jacko's back in our room it's like 3 a.m we're drinking beers and jacko's like fuck boys you think i should uh get some rest here i gotta play tomorrow and it's up to you man he starts hammering more beers next thing you know it's like 4 a.m finally goes down to his room and next thing you know we, we open and start watching the game on our phones, and Jacko gets run over like that. I felt so bad for the guy. That
2: was man having the change boxes on opposite sides was the craziest. Wild, move. like we're all we're all together at the tent. Anyway. Yeah, drinking. And, <laughs> and their COVID measure is to have the the fucking suicide pass oh, box on the other side. I know that they was, were uh,
4: talking about building like the cage with a mask in it. Yeah, That's tournament. I I wouldn't have showed up. No
2: wouldn't have gone. And yeah. Next. I don't even think like they're talking about doing COVID tests, like every time before you get there too. Right. And then they were doing the temperature checks. And if your temperature was high, they just blamed it on how hot it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> well, Q Q tested positive. Right. Yeah. And me and Leo were like, screw this. We're leaving. So we booked our own flight home and we're on at the airport before we even had a test.
2: Oh, you got out? it. So we, we were out of there. already
4: at the airport and our coach texts us and he's like, we're having a team meeting down by the tent, and me and Leo were like, no, we're already at the airport. So then he like kind of had to call it. And we had to forfeit.
2: Yeah. that We was, didn't,
4: didn't have enough guys to run.
2: Yeah. We, cause I think, I think we were supposed to play you guys right in this, in the, in
4: yeah. The semi, I the think. Ham- you were the hammerheads. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking
2: pins <Yeah>. <laughs> up,
4: up
2: the biggest <laughs> underdog story cut short in all sports. It was uh, a, <laughs> it was a real shame, but The boys, we found a way to see our team was like not really drinking a ton like, well, some of our team, it's always a select few. Yeah. So like by the end of everyone going on a five day heater, the hammerhead started heating up on the back <laughs> half. Right. We started, we started taking advantage of teams, but it, well, yeah, your goalie
4: was, can actually see the ball.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was a, that was a real treat, but that you man, even like, it was so hot. Like cleats are just like sticking to oh. the ground. Like you don't want to stand in one
4: spot too long, man. My first, my first game we played the, we played the Philly garbage with Mark and Shane. <laughs> and I I played one shift the whole game as an LSM one shift (laughs) so I look at my head coach after the game Tom Mariano who's a great guy and I look at him I go why come yeah like why am I here yeah he's like he's like uh I don't know why he didn't play he ran like the O, so he didn't even kind of realize next game even (laughs) I was starting at close D. like I was like okay this is complete gong show you're yeah. just putting anyone on the field it's a, just a yeah there's just no way to know what's going on but. and that's honestly that's why i was like shocked that i got picked up in the PLO. Shocked. because you just like, didn't get to play as much I, I didn't play man like the first game i played one shift and it was like garbage time a minute left in the fourth when we're up by 20 yeah and so like, well
2: and that's i mean it's a good segue how did that whole thing go down so obviously they this merger by uh <laughs> merger by bankrupt is whatever however the hell that went but yeah. how, how did you get a call kind of right away or how did this whole thing go down
4: i had a few like conversations i i definitely got like a couple of my obviously tom mariano the the coach of Chesapeake to reach out to a couple teams just to see like where their heads were at but uh yeah i talked to the water dogs about like that supplemental draft or whatever or the ex- expansion draft i don't really know what it was called yeah didn't get picked up in that And then there's like a waiver wire period, I guess. And everyone has a selection and uh, the Chrome were talking to me, Tim Sudan. And he, I think he's a St. Catharines guy played with Mernsey. So had that tie with him and he was going to take me, but then Corky came out of left field, like the, uh, the cannons coach never said a word to me ever. And next thing you know, I'm getting a call from him telling him I'm on the team. So it was good though. Can't it's, it's fun, man. It's, it's a good time. I know we're not the best team in the league right now, but. We got the best player in the world. So hopefully that'll turn around.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So what's it, what's it been like, what's uh, the difference like in playing in the MLL versus the PLL?
4: Oh, so different, man. It's uh, yeah. It's night and day. Like even going back to the bubble talk, like Tyson bell was in the, in the PLL and he was, they, they had the bubble going on and apparently he got yelled at for like stepping outside of the hotel (laughs) without like traveling to the field to play or practice. And oh meanwhile, we're all, we're all out at the, at the tent having yeah. clients. But... And then trying to find our way to a f- local bar too. It was just yeah.
2: madness. But...
4: No, but the PLL, like even just the talent level and yeah, it's, uh it's unbelievable. Like you see guys, you only get, I think it's like a 19 active roster or something, right, Donnie? 19. Yeah. Yeah. I and so. I think it's 19 and, fuck some of the guys that are left off like the active roster. It's like you could make a team of those guys and they would compete. Yeah. Like it's and n- not even saying the guys who aren't in the league, like there's so many good NLL guys that could make a difference in that league, but obviously it's uh, it's a very high powered, high powered league with a lot of talent. So it's obviously hard to crack and I'm just hoping to crack it next year, buddy. I, I just go in every summer, hoping to crack it. So
2: yeah,
0: that's all you can do. That's yeah. All you can do.
2: What uh you guys got anything else for him here in terms of kind of what's what's going on?
0: Well, I can take a guess. Uh I could probably guess between one of the two, but what, when you look back on, on everything, uh, what's your favorite lacrosse memory and, and what do you think is the best game or your favorite game you've ever been a part of?
4: Favorite lacrosse memory has to be the the minto, like for for a team perspective. Um I'd say the draft for like a personal um personal accomplishment but uh you're asking like my specific best game i've ever played
0: no like like most memorable game you've ever been a part of uh like crazy i mean i i you know the mac game sounded pretty crazy but uh, yeah those and, are and crazy insane comeback or something like that
4: i've been on some pretty bad teams man not many comebacks no i'm just kidding but uh yeah like i don't think you could beat those back-to-back days in the mac tournament like two overtime games with me throwing the ball away, almost getting scored on, and then them throwing the ball away and we scoring. So, definitely those two for craziest games I've ever played. But actually, NLL, man, we had a, my first year in the league, we had a wild game against Halifax. I don't know if you guys remember that yeah. game, like yep. just looking at it, but we were up 12 3 or something going into the, like halfway through the third quarter. And I remember every goal, like Shanksy was on the draw team. Not, not sure how shanks is on the draw team, eh? but I think it's because they were trying to create some offense out of it. But so he's standing beside me down in our end and he's like, man, let's just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Little do you know, he, he pots like seven next thing, you know, it's 12, 10. We're like, Oh shit, here we go. Yeah. They, they tied up with like 20 seconds left. And uh, we go into overtime. We score, we all jump on the floor. We celebrate disallowed like Benny Mac, Apparently he was like the first pass after running through the crease. Yeah. Stupid rule. But um, yeah. and then they come down, they score the very next possession. Like after ours got disallowed, they call it a goal. They're pretty much leaving the floor. And then Todd LeBranche comes on and the 30 expired. Oh. So they call it no goal. And then we, Get the ball back, and I think Mike Messenger might have scored in transition or something to yeah. end it. So that was that was wild. That was a wild game. I don't think I touched the floor in overtime too. It's like a <laughs> like a seven minute overtime. It's my one of my first games in the league. I'm just grocery stick in the middle of the bench. Right at, yeah, yeah. That's still uh, just nervous. Oh, <laughs> nervous. Bite my fingernails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't, that, uh, don't get tired, Corbs. Don't get tired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that story reminds me, I was going to ask this. I wanted to ask this before we got on here, but uh, I've, I've been, uh, I guess, a victim of it and I've seen it too, but you're a pretty good trash talker. Where, does, uh, where do you think that uh, kind of comes from? Got a brother. Yeah. Got
4: an older brother. So definitely me and him going at it. Um, I don't know. I, I pick and choose though. I don't know if you're I wouldn't be chirping someone like Paul out there. So <laughs> someone who can beat beat my skull in. I uh I pick and choose who I who I talk to. <laughs> like I'll be shying away. I think in uh this week I'm playing Vegas with Clark out there, Emerson Clark running around. So oh. yeah, I'll be I'll be in my turtle shell.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you got anything for him before we let him go? No, that was great, man. Sorry I wasn't as uh or so wasn't involved it's kind of nice being a live listener man appreciate it
2: yeah not a problem man yeah good stuff well yeah thanks for taking the time man and is it in vegas or you're at home you're at home no right? we're at home yeah do you guys go when do you guys go to vegas
4: the, it could be a good one it's the very last game of the year
2: oh fuck. it could either
4: hopefully means nothing hopefully we just secure like yeah. somewhere we can't do anything so we can really Pour it on there. Yeah, but, we might have to strap
2: yeah. a GoPro to Mark for that one. Yeah,
4: we had that in in Texas last year. We both were missing the playoffs, and oh, it was it was ugly. That's before good. before and after.
2: Yeah, you love to hear that. That's good yeah. stuff. Well, good luck, man. And again, thanks for uh thanks for taking the time.
4: Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks, hold No worries, buddy.
2: Beauty.
4: All right, boys. Good stuff. Okay, buddy. All right, man, we'll thank you. Us. Us. We'll talk to you. Good luck this weekend okay. if you guys play. Yeah. yeah. You too.
2: Chat, don't even have to say beauty. Beauty this time, we mm-hmm. got them. We're organized, we've got it all figured out. But uh, yeah, it was a good, good little sit down there. But Donnie, Polly, did you watch The Glass Onion yet?
3: No,
0: what a fucking horrible, all right. what a whole right, one nightmare. more. You get one more week, and then one <laughs> the more next week, we're fucking talking.
3: did you guys watch the hit the, the hitchhiker Attribute? one? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it this week. I'll watch How that. How crazy
3: and, was and, it, Lomi?
2: Dude, I'm, I didn't realize, like, that just it kept getting crazier and crazier.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, yeah, I, I couldn't really fathom any of it, but it was. Uh... Okay, for the glass we were, onion, sorry. sorry Do I got to watch the first one? No. Okay, oh,
3: okay, okay. Not okay. really.
2: Like, you'll just, okay. just all you got to know is that there's this, like,
0: stud detective.
3: Okay, yeah, okay, easy.
0: Um, first the first one's better though so you should watch the first one just because it's good but you don't need to actually know any of it for yeah you should
3: download it on netflix
0: and watch it on your flight to halifax
3: not a bad idea yeah uh so real
0: quick i uh i watched that danny that collaboration we've mentioned connor Kiernan's name a lot tonight but uh that collaboration with john boy media today that came out on twitter yeah and uh it's pretty funny because usually most of those you know clips of like teaching you know media members how to play the lacrosse it's like very complimentary and trying to be polite and uh kieran at one point was like oh nice you just went from like a seven-year-old to an eight-year-old level (laughs) like the woman is trying to learn how to play just giving it to her and i was like oh my god that is hilarious that that is like original content that is funny i think people will watch that and be like this is pretty funny yeah Um, it is uh there's a lot going on
2: man there's like um, like we talked about before, like Tyson does a great job of just like thinking of like just different things, different collaborations and stuff. So I I haven't watched that yet, but I'll I'll make sure I got I gotta watch that soon. Um, and now we've we've got like an influencer program, so we got influencers coming out to our games, and so there's this girl from like 10 yeah, years I saw the Island. I
3: saw the one girl come to your game there. She was I think she went- I think it was our game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She she was in attendance. All her followers saw what the NLL was, but uh, which is good. Like that stuff, it's a good little strategy to kind of get it out there. Right. At least have people like know it exists. Um, But uh, I think she might've watched about 14 seconds of the whole game, but uh, that's, uh, that's okay. That's, it's not a bad little living for those people either that kind of just do stuff like that. It's such a crazy thing, but um, I'm trying to think if I've watched anything, did you got Did we talk about Avatar yet?
3: No, I haven't, haven't, seen, I haven't it.
2: seen it yet. You got? Oh fuck! If you got three and a half hours to kill, that's uh, the only thing. Yeah, you it was what? good. Like I enjoyed it, but it's just like so long. I'm fighting to stay awake. Like just throwing diet coke down the hatch, extra right. caffeine. Get like just get through it. But um, and I've just been drilling Leaf games lately. Holy yeah, fuck.
3: Jesus! Look at you.
2: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been really nice to be honest. Like and. I've been making a note to really try and like pay attention to like the games and like watch the hockey. I went with my brother last night and um, yeah, it was really, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And they're like, they're just an entertaining team to watch. We really take it for granted. Cause like you think back to like five, 10, like five, eight years ago when it's like, he was saying, it's like JVR Phil Kessel and like Tyler Bozak are your first line. Like yeah. you really grasping when straws, right. To, to be entertained. But like it just, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. At one point bunting at a penalty shot and like every single person in Scotiabank was standing up. Like I couldn't even imagine how nervous you would like, and it wasn't even like, it's not like you're in a playoff game or something like imagine like a moment like that in like a meaningful game. Like it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was pretty crazy, but, and I'm, I'm going again tomorrow night Rangers. I'm talking, Ooh. I'm talking row three tomorrow.
3: Ooh. Yeah. So it'll be, uh, That'll be a good one. But never I, uh, I meant to tell you guys, this was like a couple weeks ago. But I got a pretty funny airport story. Um, the other day, we we're traveling. Actually, Dane, when we played you, so we we traveled out of Buffalo. So on the way down there, me and Smitty, um, we drove together. So we get there, we're in the security line, and uh, as we're waiting for like the X-ray thing, it like wasn't working, and they kept like trying to put like the same things through the X-ray thing. They got like new X-rays. Anyways, so they, like, we're going to switch to a different line. So there's, like, a, an older lady in front of us. So the, the security guy's like, hey, guys, just need everyone to go over to that line, essentially. So, like, normal human beings, we're all just going to walk over. Obviously, who was first is going to become first. And right away, this chick's just like, hey, we were up here first, so we're going first over there. And she she's, like, right in front of me. So I'm just like, oh, and she's wearing a mask. Not that that's a big deal, but I'm just like, oh, this is one of these people. Yeah. Anyways, fast forward, we like put our stuff through and uh, I'm like waiting for my stuff. <clears throat> and I had like I had a pea coat and I, I threw my pea coat on. And all of a sudden, like, I hear, hey. And I, I like look over and she's beside me. And she's like, you almost hit me with your coat. And I like, I kind of gave her like this puzzle look. And I'm like, okay, almost hit you. Like, so I didn't hit you, but I was like, I'm like, all right, sorry. And I kind of said like that, she's like, yeah, that's all you had to say. So I was like, fuck it. So I go, well, you should have been standing so close to me, like that, I said it like that. And she goes, oh, go fuck yourself, she says. <laughs> so then I go, I go, ma'am, ma'am, I'm just joking, relax. And she's like, oh, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm like, just calm down. So anyways, I go like sit down. I'm like, do my shoes up. And here she comes. She's got like her shoes, a bag, and she's like fumbling. So I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, I'm like, do you want a hand? She's like, no. I'm like, let me give you a hand. She's like, no, I don't want a hand. I'm like, listen, I'm like, the world's not that bad of a place. Just relax. Like, it's okay. You can lighten up a bit. And she just like stormed off. So Smitty was beside me. He was dying. Like I knew fucking I, I was going to catch him off guard too. So, anyways,
2: that's so funny. Yeah. It is. It's interesting how it's like it, whenever people go to the airport, they just immediately get like all tense and forget oh, yeah. and forget any kind of like ability to take instruction or just like read what's going on. Like, yeah. People just like going in, it's like, man, you go into the scanner, the scanner has a photo of how you're supposed to stand. People are standing with their arms down and it's like, please put your arms up and like the guys like take your laptops out this lady's laptop or bag goes through it's like there's a laptop in here like why didn't you take it out like we, we we stated this before it's just uh i don't know it it doesn't make doesn't make much sense but we've been on a little bit of a streak here getting uh i've been getting upgraded lately
3: Nice. yeah
2: so it's uh i don't know maybe they, they've been hearing the podcast or something but i keep getting like the random push up to comfort plus which is uh that's been It's nice. always nice. Yeah. Always nice. No, it's really nice. Yeah, shout out Delta too. We were delayed by uh, four and a half hours and they sent me a fifteen dollar voucher to uh, to get a meal. Um yeah. which
3: I'll get you a bottle of water.
2: Yeah, you can you can go and get us like you'd have to leave the airport to be able to afford a six six inch sub with that thing. Um, and it expired 12 hours after we landed. So it was no
3: just, way, like,
2: yeah, it was just such a useless thing. Uh um,
3: bit my face, Delta.
2: Yeah, but for anyone out there. There's now a Canadian law. If you land three hours after what you were scheduled to, you get you're entitled to $300 voucher from that airline.
3: I heard that. So then did you guys get that or no?
2: Yeah. So now we're like some, it's funny because some guys, a bunch of guys got it and then a bunch of guys filed for it. And they gave us like $25 back. And we're all just like, no, like you literally gave this to the other people. (laughs) All you have to do is is fight a little bit. And like, yeah, okay, here it is. Yeah. So
3: you, gotta cite, you just got to cite a little bit of like legal, like jargon. They're like, okay, fine.
2: Yeah, that's exact. I responded to the emails like as per Canadian law, my, my, yeah. my. it's like, here it is. I'm bad. this. But um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else kind of going on for you guys or anything coming up?
3: Uh, just one more cool thing. We kind of just talked about um, Willie. Uh, we had like the, the OJ draft and uh, commemorative. I think that's the word first overall pick Tucker Williams. So it was kind of cool that they did that. Um, so, yeah, just, and, you know, I, I think on those lines too, we're doing our Tucker uh, Tucker uh, cancer night in Vegas when we're in Vegas. So we got some special jerseys, but on the road, which is kind of cool. So I don't know if they do, Yeah, but yeah, just a couple of cool things. So again, just, you know, again, his uh, his memories alive and well and just another kind of cool thing done by the uh, by the junior a league so it was kind of cool to see
2: and I guess we had the the senior draft happen this week too and uh, a bunch of Burlington Chiefs so shout out to those guys oh uh,
3: okay. and- speaking of that Michael Grace was at our game uh and he won he's <laughs> I think he had the Package up a a UPS thing with like lacrosse gloves, and he won it. So shout to Mike Grace, went second or third overall, and won the UPS uh, box uh, contest at the Nighthawks game.
2: Right, look at this. So getting drafted is now second, uh, second biggest accomplishment next to coming up. Grace, love it, good stuff. Well, if that does, if that's, if there's nothing else, uh, I think that does it for for episode seventy-two. We got some special stuff in the works for you guys um but uh yeah we'll have to wait until next week to you're chat about
1: it we'll chat with you then peace you want to play with fire consider it you'll chase the thrill if it's worth it because you'll never ever want to work for it take your first ride and run baby run you got a spider steel and a roar of thunder